God, look at his shirt. I'm so jealous. Jeff is the king of the shirts. I used to work at Bahama Breeze. And yeah, it used to like it used to fascinate me. Like I don't understand why everyone wants to wear their best bikinis shirt <laughs> to Bahama <laughs> Breeze. Like I don't wear a rice hat and like a button down silk shirt to Chinese. Nor that's, do I wear a sombrero. Awesome. <laughs> like oh, that's no, the only that's the only place that you like dress up for, apparently, is that fucking place. Yeah. And with that said, welcome to another episode of At The Bar Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mike. And joining me today are the usual suspects. Co-hosting me, as usual, the man in the Hawaiian shirt looking fly as a mofo. We have Jeff. Whew. It's been a while since I put on the Hawaiian. I felt like I needed to get back in uniform. Your hair is looking better now. I- I'm Thank digging you. it. Yeah, I grew it back out. I gave myself a haircut yesterday. So Good. I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you're wearing it. <laughs> and rounding out the trifecta, still sexy as ever, we have Chris. Yeah, but it still sounds dirty when you say trifecta. Is it dirty? I could say three-way. <laughs> uh, that's, old, that actually sounds better. Cat noise. Yeah. The old menage. <laughs> yeah. The Eiffel Tower. It's called what? the <laughs> Dibs on the middle. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. So, literally, like... <laughs> Twa by itself sounds dirty. Just the word twa. Trifecta sounds, I don't know, sounds like a foot thing. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. We're already off to a great start. We have a jam-packed episode of drama. Nah, I would say drama. Quote-unquote drama for everyone to uh, listen to. But first, as always, we're going to go around the table and talk to everyone to see what they're drinking. So, Jeff, what are you drinking? I'll go first if you want. Yeah. So uh, last weekend, to those of you in the know, and by the time this episode airs, it'll be two weekends ago, I believe, or maybe even three. Who knows? But uh, at the time <laughs> that this went on, <laughs> Hunapu Day happened over at Cigar City. And I have, I actually, this is now a year old. I decided that I would open up my, my aged, uh, my one-year-old aged Hunapu in honor of Hunapu Day happening last weekend. And uh, so that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Hunapu today. Cool. Nice, Chris, man. What are you drinking? There's a lot of people, dude. There's a lot of people that kill for that selection, man. Um, <laughs> I actually, I'm a sucker for a variety pack, so I went with Sierra Nevada IPA pack tonight. Nice. And uh, there's a German style IPA, so it's like the best parts of a uh, of a pilsner mixed with like the best parts of an IPA. So I'm I'm really digging it, man. It'd be something like if they made it more regularly, I'd drink the shit out of it during the summer. Cool, man. And I'm drinking a uh, chocolate IPA by Civil Society, which is not very chocolate, but it's still a very damn good, good IPA. IPA, right? I can't believe I'm saying that, that I am drinking an IPA. But I'm so proud of you. It's uh, the Civil Society's snack time. Is, is Mike, whoa, whoa, you said something about my haircut, and I didn't see it until I just turned my head. But is it too short on the sides? Look at this thing. Yeah, man, it's short. Fuck, I need to grow it out. I'm a Rogan. Quick, try harder. I'm a Rogan. <laughs> so, we have. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna segue out of that to. Uh... <laughs> Why have... there's so much there? <laughs> we, there a lot of gray too. So, <laughs> God, fuck off. <laughs> so today, it my phone was blowing up this morning slash afternoon about an article that was written, I think, by the Miami Herald or some newspaper outlet down in, in the uh, the South Florida area about 
a trademark dispute between Dogfish Head and the Florida Keys Brewing Company. Now, as a good sport, Chris has pulled up the article and has shared it with us. Uh, so I, I guess I'll let him kind of take control uh, here. Sure, man. Just because I don't yeah, have it so, up. So to, to cite the source, man, it is the Miami Herald. And it's it's one of those where, like, I was reading this, and it, it's recently, if you're keeping up with beer news, whatever site you use or whatever info you use, like, it's it's not as years ago to hear about a trademark dispute nowadays. Um, there's so many breweries popping up. There's, uh, It's almost like a saying in the industry that there are no more creative ideas. Um but this was one of those ones where I guess, what was it? Uh, Florida Keys Brewing Company had an amber ale, which is one of their flagships called Hogfish. And then you have Dogfish Head Brewing, which sent them a, a basically a cease and desist a few months ago. And it's now gotten to the point to where Florida Keys Brewing has had to change the name of the beer to Spearfish Amber instead of Hogfish Amber. So, and, and it's one of those things too, to where like I was reading this article and, and I get the law, and I get consumer confusion, and I get trademark laws and all that kind of stuff. Maybe not as well, obviously, as a lawyer or anything. But, you know, like, it's one of those things where I read some of these, and some of them are blatantly obvious. It's just one of those just like, well, yeah, no, you can't do that. But this was one of those ones where I think it's pretty subjective. Like, I think it really depends on the person's experience or the person's kind of just, like, knowledge of those two different brands separately. Or, you know, just be outside of phonetically. Do they really sound similar? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's <clears throat> a lot of people were, were are, uh, texting me today. You know, boycott dogfish, boycott dogfish. Can you leave this shit? No, no, how no. How can they no. do that? That's what. Excuse me, I'm about to burp. But that's how you know. A lot of people were, you know, the few people that texted me were pretty upset with the dogfish about about this situation. And and the article says that dogfish sent them a cease and desist. Uh, let me see here. I I, I quickly you know. Some skim through the article and I go into into detail. Um, So basically, I think at one point they said uh, it was one of the. Sorry. Um, Yeah, it was one of those just kind of the reach out to them was just like, hey, if you know if you're not going to change it, we'll take this to court. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not exactly sure what the legal term would be, but it's it's one of those they you know it wasn't just one of those hey we noticed this was the thing it was one of those uh, yeah can you please stop doing that yeah. So I mean, it's interesting the whole the whole situation, and, and and you know, being in the craft beer for a long time, and you know, in my opinion, I've been in it since you know, I was twenty one. I'm about to turn twenty nine next month. So, <clears throat> and the the reputation that I I've you know observed and seen from Dogfish Head, this seems very out of character for them to be this legal about it, um, to actually cause and stir the pot, and, and for that to get out <clears throat> now. I made a Facebook stats about it, you know, saying uh, dogfish head, why, why, why kind of deal. And well, we all of us know somebody who is familiar with the situation more so than we are. And uh, this person was texting me about, you know, kind of their understanding of the situation from their side of it. And pretty much what I what I was told was they tried to work it out. The trademark office sent a letter to dogfish has legal department saying, Hey, this brewery is, you know, has a trademark submission for this hogfish name. And that interferes with interferes with your trademark for dogfish head. You need to do something about it or you could risk losing your trademark. Now I'm no lawyer and I'm not an expert in that, but it makes sense for dogfish head 
to then, you know, kind of talk to them about resolving the situation. And from what this person said, Dr. Shed tried to reach out, be nice about it, be cordial about it. You know, let's make this as easy as possible. Florida Keys Brewing Company did not want that for some odd reason. And then that's how kind of, I guess, this thing blew out, blew up into the public eye. So, you know, before I continue about the story, I kind of want you guys to, you know. Well, originally well, reading. So, so one of the you owners first, Chris. Bay yeah. in this. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, you go first. You're fine. Yeah, you go first. You're fine. Do your thing. Yeah. So, so one of the original, like the one of the owners actually uh, reached out and, and in the article basically said, we thought it was a joke. So I don't know if that means necessarily that they didn't take it seriously and maybe didn't act in a, in a timely manner or wherever that might have been. You know, it, whether it was worded or not, uh, with the intentions of that, it was supposed to be very serious. That's not the way it was taken by the uh, by Florida Keys Brewing Company. Sure. So, you know, with one of those things that we're like, if Dogfish has to act on, on behalf of protecting their own image and their own brand, then, yeah, of course you have to do something like that. That sucks, but that's the way the industry has gotten now. And they've, you know, if you read his new book, uh, like Sam Kyle Jones' book, I think it's like, what is it, Centered Leadership or whatever it is? Yeah, something like that. I could be quoting that. Yeah. But if you read that, it's it's a really, really interesting take in the fact that, you know, it, it's it's not so much peace, love, and making brews. It's it's now getting to the point to where you've got to be a little bit more strategic about your business model. You've got to be a little bit more on the ball and a little bit more tactical as far as how you go about things. Um, so I don't think, you know, if you're getting those kind of people that say, like, boycott dogs, you said, that's that's obviously those kind of people who, you know, they're, locking, they're not looking into the meat of the matter. So Go ahead, Jeff originally reading the article, I thought it, it just like, uh, you know, just like everybody's initial reaction was, it was something along the lines of, man, I feel like that's, that's below dogfish head to kind of attack a, a small brewery because they've been, really been a, a staple in the community of craft beer as somebody who helps build up small breweries and helps be a, a, a role model and not, not just a role model, but somebody who actually provides uh, support for these small breweries and, and helps pave the way for them to get into the market. So, it seemed out of character, as Mike said. I was, I, you know, I don't know the details behind it, but the source that you know that has has mentioned some things to us it definitely um, would be somebody who who I would believe. And, and to my knowledge, it, it seems like um, it seems like there was probably some issue with the trademark. Now, having said that, my my information is so limited, and my knowledge is so limited on the on the actual trademark dispute that I can only decide whether or not I believe that there was a trademark dispute or not. And that, and from there, the question doesn't become who's wrong or who's right. The question becomes, why was there a trademark dispute between hogfish head and dogfish head with the patent office? Because that's not the same thing. And it's, it looks poorly on dogfish head for, for attacking them for that when it probably shouldn't because it's not their fault that somebody said your your patent is on the line because hogfish and dogfish are close to each other. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's not their fault. And they had it way before no, hogfish God, no. amber was around and they picked right. a name a long time ago that is pretty uniquely theirs. And then somebody named something close to their name and the patent office is like, yo, you better fix this. Like that doesn't, you know, like. Yeah, that's what doesn't make any sense for me is why would the trademark office tell them your trademarks being threatened and it might be removed. Like from my understanding of trademark, now that I'm having to look into it with the, the name of the show, 
uh, it's you have the trademark for ten years, and if you file it first, it's yours. And then every ten years, you have to renew it. Yep. So I don't understand how hogfish is a trademark threatening term for a brewery. That's you know I, that that to me is the biggest problem with the situation is that they sound to me they sound the same hogfish dogfish. If I didn't knew any better, I, I I can see why a lot of people would be confused by that. But you're talking more or less a a most a national brand. Dogfish is pretty much yeah. a known brewery throughout the entire industry. Compared to Florida Keys Brewing, is so small in their market to where the chances of the two being confused with each other is slim to none. The only time those beers would be confused with each other is if you're literally on Almorada or Marathon and you're at a liquor store and you see both. Okay, maybe, maybe, but you also have to think about it on the great scheme of things that every brewery's goal is to be on the same scale as Dogfish Head. So it might not be a problem now, but give it five years. Who knows if Florida Keys Brewing Hogfish Amber Ale is as big a brand as 60 Minute. You don't know which brands are going to be big or not, and it's a preemptive strike on having that confusion nationally. You're right. Yeah, like on on two – Ahead, yeah, like two of those notes, like one, I'm kind of with you on, on the same thing to where like, why would why would the trademark or trademark office even allow this to be an issue and not just squash it out? Like, don't like that's the, that's kind of what we we pay for. Right. Like, yep. you would just make sure that that would not be an issue. Like you guys handle that. That's what your job is. Correct. That's just me. Um, but then you also have like the whole hogfish versus dogfish head thing. I'm, I'm actually surprised I'm on the opposite side of the fence because like. If I were at a bar down in Key West or whatever it may be, um, and, and ordering a hogfish amber ale, I I might laugh it off if somebody brought it up to me. But the first thought in my mind would not be, "Oh, that sounds like dogfish head." Correct. Not at all. I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. But then again, again, it's very subjective. It depends on the person's you know education of the industry and what other brands are out there. And that's not to sit there and say like, oh, "I know all the brands," but it's more of just like a you know if 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 the people know. Like of the two, then yeah, I could see why it might be an issue. They're, they're well, going to their local brewery. Yeah, like I don't think they're trying to coattail on the success of, of Dodge no, you know no, I mean? no, also not at all. And also you're comparing a brewery name to a beer name. So like you just said in your hypothetical order of a beer, you would order a hogfish amber ale. The same way that if you were ordering a comparable dogfish head beer, you might order a dogfish head sixty minute. Or you would order a 90-minute or a 120-minute or whatever. You would order the beer name. So I don't see the confusion of, oh, well, somebody's going to come up and just order a dogfish head. Well, one, nobody's ever going to go up and order a dogfish. They're going to order a dogfish head. And the only reason they would ever say just dogfish head is if there's only one and it's on tap. Otherwise, they're going to say, I want a dogfish head 60-minute or I want a hogfish amber. So they're completely different beers, and they're not at any risk of confusing each other. But the stars would have to align where they both were on tap at the same time at some bar, and it was a dogfish versus a hogfish. And that would be the only way that there would really be a confusion, you know? In which case, I'm glad this happened, because I hope I don't find myself there, because I would have no idea what to order. <laughs> well I, I mean <laughs> i agree with what jeff is saying too like you, you tend not to you say i mean when i order beer i say hey can i get a bell's hop slam or can i get a a, a red cypress hollow earth or i say the brewery and the, and the beer name and that's how most of them are, that's how they're on the menu it's bell's oberon 
Dogfish Head, 60 Minute, you know, Founders, whatever, all day IPA. But another thing that I, another take that I found interesting was if you're a brewery and you're going to have a beer that's be your flagship beer, why wouldn't you submit something to make sure that name's not trademarked before you develop and put that name out there? Yeah. If I was opening a brewery. And that's that's one of that's one ahead. of those things where like I you know just talking to a lot of breweries and stuff like that, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. There's there's a lot of them that have a very savvy business mindset. And for you know, for other reasons, there's a lot of them that are very grassroots and, and they don't realize that that's a component of the industry until all of a sudden it actually rears its head and becomes an issue. Yeah. Um so you know, it, it's one of those unfortunate things to where like that might have been the situation. I can't say it was, but you know, I've, I've seen those kind of people who might be really, really good at brewing beer and really, really good at day-to-day operations, but maybe just didn't actually focus on the whole, like, maybe I should worry about my brand kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. And that's something to, to take into consideration. You have all breweries have some sort of a legal representation. So why don't you have that, you know, that lawyer or lawyers submit a, 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 you know, a patent request or something similar to that to where it's like, hey, we want to name our flagship beer Mike's Porter. Let, let's you know submit that to see if it's a, an issue if it's not an issue snatch it up because this porter is going to be one of our flagship beers to where we shouldn't have any problems and we control that name to where mm-hmm. no one else can have a porter called mike's porter or you know jeff's jeff a hefeweizen or whatever the case may be so that's another take on that situation too is you know something, I, to, something me, to think about. to me i thought and and, and we'll i don't i don't want to harp on on this just one story for too long because i feel like we're just going to talk ourselves in circles around and, and not really you know i don't think either of us are on either brewery side i think it's just a sucky situation for both breweries and both parties and realistically i think both parties should have understood that from the beginning and realized they all had a lot to lose by letting this go public and they probably shouldn't have allowed that which i think was more on keep you know the uh the hogfish yeah yeah florida keys ring agree but um but you know either way it, it should have been handled in a very quiet way and it's you know but that's beside the point but to me i don't think that there should be copyright infringements unless or any kind of trademark infringement unless you're actually curtailing on the success of the other thing for instance the uh, the one that we all know uh which actually they didn't actually get sued but everybody who used the term zilla which the most popular one in our region would be Hopzilla by terrapin but any, anybody who was using the word Zilla now had to not take Zilla out because Godzilla company decided that whatever company owns the terms for Godzilla decided they were going to sue anybody who used the term Zilla. That's bullshit. As, a, as an add-on. To, Actually, so Hopzilla, Godzilla, you know, Jeff, Cro- Zilla. Cro- Jeff Zilla, whatever. So whatever it is, they wouldn't, they, you know, they, they were saying, we're going to sue anybody who's using Zilla because the only reason that that is is known for being big and bold and strong and powerful is because of Godzilla. So everybody who used Zilla changed their name. And that's why we had now have Terrapin hop selection. So uh, to me, it seems weird to me because an internet, like if you were to buy a website, anybody, anybody can pick the misspelled version of your website that when you read it is the exact same. And that's not an infringement on trademark. However, Dogfish and hogfish is somehow an infringement on trademark. So it's the disconnect between things that sound alike and things that are actually the same doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
it's it gets it gets really weird and i think it's it's different with each circumstance because you're dealing with humans and their interpretation of what these words mean and i think it's bullshit that someone could trademark a word that could be used in other words does that make sense like the whole like, actually, I kind of want to. Yeah, I want to go back to that Zilla thing. Obviously, anybody who thought that big, strength, and bold, and, and in your face, uh, has never seen him fight Mothra or Kong in Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> Is that was that was that the and joke? crickets? Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's fine. I'm oh, I thought you had more. Oh, I, yeah, I thought you had more. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, okay. I was waiting for you to say, and also. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, and also the you know Zilla and, and then go on. I thought you were gonna, yeah. yeah I thought, so, I thought that was a funny joke. Okay. I just thought there was more to it. I'm sorry, man. I, I laugh sorry. at your jokes. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm, I'm oh, working man. on it. Say it again. Everything's a winner. Say so, it again. So lately, we're, we're in a so obvious. No, I'm just okay. <laughs> so there's 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 been another, <laughs> <laughs> there's been another local uh, trademark copyright issue. That it's been it's a couple months old for us, so it's not really new new news, but it's still something worth talking about. And it involves our lovely gents and ladies at New South and the people at Big Storm. And Chris has the information. Yeah, so um, one of the big ones was a cease and desist from Big Storm to Do South. Um, and the reason that came about is because anybody who knows Do South in the area knows that they're synonymous with their category three and category five IPAs. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, Category 5 is like one of my favorite things to put in my face on purpose. Put, put it in your face. And then we have – yeah, put it in your face. What's your favorite um, thing to put in your face on accident? Also... <laughs> <laughs> if you have to ask, you can't afford it. So <laughs> then we have <laughs> – Strippers. <laughs> that, no. I guess you pay for that, but you don't mean for them to do it. Um. So then we have Big Storm who, who came in with a cease and desist um, on Due South. And then that was after the categories one through five uh, Belgian style beers, um, which I could. This is one of those ones where like hawkfish dogfish. I wasn't really on board with seeing that it'd be that confusing. But this one I could definitely see. Like it's literally the exact same word. Oh, yeah. You know, the exact same number series and all that kind of stuff. I forget. Excuse me, it, I forget what the actual name of the scale is, but it's one of those things where, like, it's synonymous with Do South, in my opinion. But the problem was yeah. is that Do South had a trademark file for Category Five, and that expired in 2016. Um, so it was one of like it's kind of up for grabs. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's tricky. So did Big Storm win this? On that? I don't know. I that? think it's still ongoing. So, yeah, it, well, it actually never went to court. So, um, according to the article, which is uh, the Broward Palm Beach New Times, um, it basically, like, Big Storm went to uh, Due South about, no, wait. So, Big Storm and Due South talked about it, and Big Storm was like, we're just going to do what we want. Anything further, then we'll do that. And Due South took, like, I, I, you know, some could say a humble approach of just kind of being like, all right, well, that's that, I guess. So, and just kind of let the chips fall where they may. That's I think that's a that that situation is way more tricky than the dogfish and Florida Keys because I mean you're talking the you know category the same name and they're each beers. So it's not like it's a it's a brewery and a and a beer name. They're both in state beer names. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's a lot more tricky than than the previous one. But I I, I, could, I thought Do South had the the beers sooner than uh, Big Storm, if I recall. What's that? I think I thought Do South was doing those beers way before Big Storm was was. Oh, was, they were. Yeah, ten years before their patent was up. That was the point. Yeah, and whether or not they were actually no, but Do South's not even ten years old. No, no, yeah, they're. I mean, they were doing it way longer. Oh, Three years old. Yeah. So, and also, I want to clear something up. Due South actually reached out to Big Storm to stop using it. Um, oh, that changes things. Yeah, it so doesn't. it says here, Florida breweries <laughs> had a trademark dispute. Mike Halker, owner of Due South Brewing, and yeah, has asked Big Storm in Tampa to stop using a beer label. Which, this okay, if we're, if we're going to put all judicial aspect of things aside, I get trademark, I get all that. Like, they've, they literally made their core brands category this. Like to, right. to blatantly use category this is either not even knowing that <laughs> brand existed or knowing it existed and just thinking it was one of those things you could cap not capitalize on, but just disregarding the fact that it already had some sort of awareness by itself. Yeah, I think this is a good. I, I, in my opinion, I think you know this is riding the coattails in, in, in a way because <laughs> Do South's category, you know, three through five is is so well known within the the, the Florida craft beer to where. Big Storm's categories are not only Belgians, but they're a newer style. So I think, I think it was a dick move for Big Storm to even label their beers that in the first place. Whether and they can try and justify that all they want, but they sure shit know that there's other beers by another brewery under the same name. And regardless of if they, you know, mistakenly did or purposely did it in order to take, a, you know, take control of the trademark once it ended. Is still a dick move, and I think that's a little disrespectful to, to do that, you know. Without well, without their, their argument was, fire. yeah, their their argument was the fact that it, it's based on this this uh, quantifiable, measurable scale of hurricane strength. That it was ambiguous enough that they felt they could also use it because it's something that Floridians just kind of like, and would be able to differentiate the brands through. Nah, that's bullshit. I'm fairly certain that legal teams wouldn't see it that way. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know? I mean, but, go ahead, Jeff. No, for sure, man. As I, hey, as I said before, I'm going to flip my opinion on this one. At least with Florida Keys Brewing, you don't know if they're going to compete on a national scale. But at least with Big Storm, you know that they're never going to compete on the same scale because they're way <laughs> worse than Do South. Oh! <laughs> Hot fire! <laughs> Listen, can, Jeff, they have the best You can email him at Jeff at, at the bar podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. I've been there down the road from Rap. Do you know how many times I've been in that area and, not, and chosen not to go to that brewery because their beers are not very good? But they have the best beer in Florida, Jeff. Come on. You saw the billboard. Which, well, I Which know, one's I, that? I was about to say. They're Marsden? I saw a billboard once. Oh, is it? Fucking, it won some schmo competition, and there was a big ass billboard saying the best beer in Florida. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I mean, on, on this situation, I'm totally Team Do South, like 100%. They've been doing it longer. You know, people can give them shit for not tr- retrademarking it again, but come on, dude. Like, Big Storm, that was a dick move. Big Storm's cocky as fuck. And with me, I don't like them because they think they're hot shit and, they, and they're cocky as fuck. And I don't. They Honestly, didn't do, I mean, they didn't do anything wrong. Like, Do South did nothing wrong with the right. exception. I mean, I don't even know if there's a battle. It doesn't, it sounds to me like the trademark was never lapsed. Like, like never South didn't renewed. do anything wrong. Cat all they did was renewed. just act, all they did was just ask 
them to stop using their name. Like they didn't, that, you know. I mean, it never went to court, so there's no, you know, ruling. And that's that's kind of where it comes from, too. Like we can look at the judicial side of things, and 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 honestly, Jordan does have a leg to stand on as far as legal aspects go, um, because the fact that the copyright expired, um, or the trademark expired, I should say. However, um, you know, Do South did the whole like, hey, uh, we've been doing this for a while, can you not? And uh, after they said, no, we're going to keep doing that, instead of actually taking it further, they were like, all right, fine, you know, like we'll just. You know, if if, if it yeah. ever raises its head again, we'll 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 tackle that. But you know, at, at the same time, it, like you can sit there and say maybe that's one of those kind of like, you know, just trying to perpetuate the industry, not trying to ruffle feathers. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you got to get those that patent that trademark renewed. I mean, that's the only fault you can really give to South is, excuse me, letting that expire. But I mean, regardless, it's a dick move. And yeah, Big Storm do does have a leg to stand on with the Cat Five patent but i don't know dude it, it lately with florida beer like it's being so catty i mean i guess you say crap beer in general has been so drama <laughs> with people fucking well no and talking actually, shit about wanna, each other. Wanna, go ahead as far, especially when it, we're like <clears throat> that was one of the big things that really concerned me about talking about this tonight was you know like with with this whole trademark thing Two or three years ago, when you heard about an issue like this, it was like, what the fuck? Who would do that? Like, you guys are supposed to be buddies, man. We're all part of the yeah. same industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now it's one of those things where people forget, like, people running a business. They're doing it with something they love, but they also have to run a business. And each of these individual certain circumstances are very specific to what's going on with those things specifically. But at the same time, like, it's gotten far away from the whole, like, how dare could you? People kind of have to, like, take a step back and be like, all right, well, I get it. Like, that might be a dick move, but at the same time, like, you know, legally, there's there's something to stand on there. Like, it's – it's with the amount of people growing, the amount of competition going on, it's only bound to happen to where people are going to start fighting over the same piece of cake. Yeah. So. It's, it's bound to happen. It's, it's happening. It's a shame. But, I mean, this these breweries are, are meant to be buddies, like you said, and then – they're 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 you know poo-pooing each other you know yesterday when i went to tampa i went to a brewery in downtown tampa and uh the, the bartender was like oh where'd you guys come from and there was like three groups of people that went from cigar city to this brewery and i was like oh we went to cigar city you know it was you know it was all right it was whatever you know and she's like well good good thing you came here for better beer i'm like god damn for real she's fucking yeah dude like and it's <laughs> yeah i mean like, i laugh was- but it's like fuck dude <laughs> Yeah, okay, but that's that's like I don't feel like that doesn't happen all the time. Like when we went from due south to Copper Point, which almost share a freaking uh like direct competition, like they they didn't, you know, they weren't like hating on due south. They had like their own they had due south stickers up on the walls and shit. Like I don't feel like they're all like getting real catty. Well, right, but I mean due south is they're cool people and like if you hate due south then fuck you on it. Don't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Copper Point. That's only because they give you free beer. No, not, no, just one time. And we <laughs> I had to drive down for it. <laughs> I had, I had to drive down for it. You poor little lamb, you. No, it I wasn't free beer. Why do you? It wasn't free beer. Why do you think we still talk about them on the show? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I pay there for my agreement, man. No, we love you guys. We love you guys. But I mean, it it they're so close together. Copper Point and Do South, and Copper Point's a relatively brand new brewery, so it's like 
you, know, you, you guys are like a hundred yards away from each other. If that, you better be friends. Like, why would you not? And they're and both I, really fucking cool. So that's why. Like, cool. I mean, it works out that they're both awesome, but they're really awesome breweries. But like, but anyway, with, continuing. So, yeah, are we going on two things real quick? Okay, go ahead. To wrap that up, uh, you guys forgot to mention Category Four earlier. That's the best one. Debatable. It is awesome. Category Four is sick. It's great. It's great, but debatable. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually not. You're, you're allowed F5. to be wrong sometimes. I'm sorry for that. No. Always right. No. Always that's right. okay. Well, that's right. You're the host. You're right. I'm so sorry. Please sign my check. Um, <laughs> no, and then also, like, on the whole catacomb of, like, of, of watching another brewery's bartender say, oh, I'm, I'm so glad you came here. And this might be a separate thing, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with it, but at the same time, like, I've been on the opposite of that, where I've gone to a really, repu- like, a really, really reputable brewery down there. And like I've I've just been watching those right there by myself because I'm a, a lonely man. Oh, stop it! And I'm watching this bar creep. <laughs> and he's like, when people are going, like, "Hey, how's this beer?" Jeff, quit coughing in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Virgin lungs. So like, watching the whole like the 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 guests would be like, "Hey, how's this beer?" And they'd be like, "It's all right." I mean, like, all right, well, how's this beer? It's all right. I mean, it's all right. Like, this is your this is your tap room. Like, what are you talking about? It's okay. Like, anyway, we were yeah. I think that's, that's my, just a shitty employee. Hole. I hope that we don't. Yeah, exactly. Point. No offense. I won't. I won't call out the brewery, but you know who you are. <laughs> they totally listen to the show. <laughs> all right, I think. I think we got. I think we got one more. I do. Apparently, goddamn, more than I thought. So we have. I thought we had one more uh, uh, trademark uh, infringement or. Issue. Well, okay. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll give you guys the choice. All right. Okay. Lay it on me. Of Walmart being sued for uh, the fact that they're trying to perpetuate craft beer in quotations. Oh God. Um, we have actually just a side thing that I'm curious about. Like, if Walmart's being sued, <laughs> then how is Blue Moon being perpetuated as craft beer? If you want to talk about that, and <laughs> then uh, Left Hand, whom I love and has dropped the lawsuit. Uh, or not the delicious, but the trademark. Um, trying to trademark the word nitro. Ooh, Jeff, which one are you digging? Ooh, I mean, the left hand one. I'm a little bit more passionate about because I think that's fucking really stupid. But also the Walmart one, we could probably have a way better conversation about. Yeah, so let's go agreed. with Walmart. Walmart. All right, so Walmart. Um, this article coming from the USA Today uh, a few months ago, question mark, uh, back in February. So long story short, they've they've released this multi-pack and a couple different uh, six-packs from Trouble Brewing or in collaboration with. So they do a couple different things like an Amber and an IPA and uh, Belgian Wit. And there's another one that I forgot. Um, however, actually one of the cell lines is good for Flip Cup. Sounds craft. Um, that sounds crafty. Yeah. God. <clears throat> Two problems here. When um, I thought they're I, selling I, it as craft beer, however, it's in collaborations with uh, WX Brands, which, if you're not familiar with, um, is listed as Genesee Brewing. So it could be an umbrella company. I don't know. Could be the actual host company. I'm not sure. But they're based out of Costa Rica, so they're not an American-owned brand, nor are they independent, nor are they a craft brewing brand. Um, by Brewers Association guidelines, if I'm going to get super nerdy on you, and I'm about to do it. Um, so by Brewers Association guidelines, they have to be uh, 
more than 20 or, or I'm sorry, less than 25% of the actual industry or company needs to be owned by uh, something big like that, like a, a like WX or Gen C or whatever, which is how you get around things like the whole Tenth and Blake with Terrapin thing, or you know, like some of these other companies where founders has Mahawas. So, the, up to seventy five percent has to be owned by the actual brewery itself, and mm-hmm. they're not local or they're not actual uh, from the USA, nor do they actually own seventy five percent of their thing. So. Basically, Walmart is doing this whole, we're marketing craft beer brands, and people are calling them out for it. Now, what does that mean for the industry? Is that is that a question for us? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, like if that's, but here's the thing, like, and the reason I asked that is because- That's a sexy so torpedo. Is, right? You're welcome. Um, <laughs> torpedo is French for dit. Wait. <laughs> that's French for dildo. Um these brands that are like so cross integrated now with so many of these brands that are like so blatantly trying to deceive themselves as craft. Like, is this really surprising that Walmart would do that? Or is it just the start of maybe trying to knock on the doors of some other breweries that are doing the exact same thing? Does not at all surprise me. And in no way does the fact that the brewery being like some kind of untraceable web of lies surprise me either. Like you're talking about one of the richest organizations in the world, seeing the trend of craft beer selling. I mean, you don't think they run the analytics on what percentage of their beers that they're selling in their store are macro are from Anheuser or from every, you know, like they're, they're Walmart. Like they know, what percentage of their beer that they're selling is craft and what percentage is macro because they're selling okay. on such a large scale across so many stores. They have to know those numbers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if they see the craft number going up and up and up and up and up and they're sitting there going, well, just like any other bar, we make our margins on Bud Light, Miller Light. You know, we make better margins on those. Walmart's the uh, the biggest company in the, in the country probably. I don't know if that's true, but you know what I mean? They're one, they're top right. 10. Right, and you don't think that they know? Oh man, we make more money off of Bud Light than we do off of off of Goose Island. So when they see the numbers changing in the favor of the craft beers, they say, "What's the best way for us to make money off craft beer? Let's make our own craft beer, and then we'll put it under our brand name, and we'll sell it at cheaper than all those other guys, and we'll make all the money." And that's oh, it. Doesn't surprise me at all that Walmart would do that. No, at that at that point you're selling your shelf space because you're just like, all right, well, we're going to collaborate with a major brewery who can actually do some sort of like actual, um, what's what's the term for it? Uh, Oh God, Uh, brewing for somebody else's brand essentially. Contract. Um, So we're going to do, um, we're going to do that, but like the person who actually wins the bidding war basically buys our shelf space and then makes us money. Right. But had they done it that way, that might have been legal. Because that sounds like aggressive level contract brewing. Maybe. I mean, I just find it really ironic that out of all the breweries that Walmart had to pick, it was Genesee. <laughs> Again, it's a bidding war, man. Like when you look God. at something like that, you're not looking about it, the actual craft, the quality or anything like that. You're looking at numbers. Stereotypes are true. Who can make funny. it more efficiently? Who can save, dude, who can save you that seven cents on each six pack? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, me personally, I'm not worried about it because... I'm not worried about it. Like it's one of those things that's probably takes like shit and it's not going to be good. And yeah, it'll be a great buy, but listen, Walgreens has their own beer as big flats for a six packs, well, like $4. And it's, Jesus, I know, it's that's so good. And it's fucking 
way to fuck up a party bringing that there you know what i'm saying <laughs> but well, i'm not worried about like carbonated corn water yeah i think it's to the industry i think it's be pretty irrelevant i think most people are edu- educated enough to be like you know what like who the fuck is this like great value or amber ale like what the hell is that and, and the way no see here's the thing though go ahead i disagree with you on that i totally disagree with you on that because like Right now, yes, you and I are talking about beer. You, Jeff, and I are all talking about this thing that we know very well because we've actually gotten into it a few years ago and all this kind of stuff. But for every one of us that have done that, there's still 10 people who have never even looked at buying that off the shelf. So now they're True. sitting in Walmart, True. and it's the normal place they go, and they see these – like they've heard of craft beer. They know it's a thing because like you know, all these big chain restaurants are opening up and a couple different places that they know their friends are going to are opening up. And you know, they're like, all right, well, maybe I'm going to try it. And then, you know, they go to something like that. And I've never tried it, so I can't take, like talk about the quality of the product. Well, we're going to have to do a tasting one ep- one episode. Actually, that's the next episode is we're doing a review of <laughs> Great Trouble Valley Brewing. Beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trouble Brewing's uh, Good Ale. Dude, I'm <laughs> so, in. I'm totally yeah. in. Can we play Flip Cup while we do it? Yes. Yes, let's do it. Um. Yeah, so like that's that's one of the like for every one of us, there's still ten or twenty people who've never even thought about reaching for that type of beer before. And if this is their actual first introduction to it, like what does that mean for whether or not they stick around or not? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't know. To me, so here's my thing. I was actually just gonna say this before you got on your tangent. It's funny because we're kind of in sync a little bit on this because I was gonna say something along the lines of how much we've talked about watered down craft beer market and how the market's getting too many beers for the drinkers. But what you just said is the realization that I had recently that there are way more drinkers than there are beers. And we're going to continue trying any new thing, no matter what level of the craft beer market you are. I walk into any bar and look for what beer have I not had. So I'm going to always try a new beer. And, and same as your amateur craft beer drinker. And there's more drinkers than there are beer. There's more beers to try in a night than there are on the draft list every single time. And when you go into Walmart, there's there's more options than you can drink in one night. And there's more things that you need to try. People who are into craft beer don't drink the same thing twice. So I don't think it matters for that market. I think that when they go out to get that six pack, they're going to try that six pack. If they love it, maybe it makes their rotation. If they don't, they move on to the next thing anyway. So I don't think it matters. That's, yeah. that's the way craft beer is. You know, we want to, it's not that we don't, we don't repeat. I repeat beers all the time. Beers I really love, but I'm still always looking for what new beer have I not had. Mm-hmm. Definitely fair. Yeah. It's, it's, <clears throat> uh, it's interesting. You know, I wonder where they're going to place on the shelf. Are they going to place it by the the, the uh, domestic Bud Lights? Or are they going to place it in the craft beer section? Eye level, right in the middle. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's probably something that, you know, the, the contract brewer had to uh, maybe pay a little bit more for. Like, yeah, you now have the shelf space, but, like, if you want to go ahead and give us a few extra bucks, then, you know, we'll talk about you getting up at mid-level. But you know, Walmart it has a vested interest in the success of this brand either way, so they want it in that middle set, you know, because they're this is their beer. That's well, true, no, man. here's the thing though: they do and they don't by basically making like, and th- again, this is all hypothetical. I want to put the disclaimer out: like, this has nothing to do with the fact that I think this is actually quotes. Cool. I think this is, happening. this is one of those like, yes, this is one of those things that we're like, it could possibly happen this way. Is they've already allotted X amount of percent of their plantogram, which is basically how they're going to 
regular shelf space in line with what beers are going to put in. They've allotted, say, 10% is now going to be this experimental craft beer area, right? So why give it to something like what you think might be actually successful in the area or some of the national brands when you can then, therefore, go out to somebody else, contract through something as your own brand, something a little bit more exclusive that craft beer drinkers do like the fact that you can only get something somewhere specifically, um, and then sell that shelf space, not sell, but basically use that shelf space to fill with your own product that you know you're making way more on margin-wise. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does it make any sense? I guess. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it comes out, that's for sure. And obviously, we're going to try it. <laughs> I'm really down. I mean, that is this is the first time we could do a taste test from three separate locations. We actually have that available to all of us. That's right. We're At the do. same time. I'm just saying, what? Like, I'm, I'm actually really excited about doing this. <laughs> Chris, we've so, had some really bad taste tests in the time that we've been on this show. So don't. Oh, God. Mike's, Mike's saltwater jerky beer was maybe the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. Second worst thing. Those shouldn't. <laughs> those were. Oh. Again, Dude, it was bad. It was so bad. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> tastes like ocean water. <laughs> it was it so fucking so salty. much like ocean water. It was like yeah. bad. Like, I thought drinking that beer, I was going to die. Great episode. <laughs> <laughs> We all we all dumped that, it. So I, can, so I can go back in the archives. That was oh, when yeah. we. Oh, yeah. That was when we both tried to randle a. Uh, we tried to randle a founder's porter into a maple bacon coffee porter. And, and Jeff gets off Emerald Lagasse and like crushes fucking coffee, puts it in the freezer as this shit. I was like, I'll just do beef jerky. Fucking <laughs> put it in there. Oily as fuck. Give it in. This is called this is called a man Oreo. I literally like and I thought I was going like minimal like I didn't think I was doing anything at all I like went out and bought vanilla Any beans like, I, I took bacon bits and, and fucking put brown and like boiled uh, boiled them in brown sugar and caramelized them and then put co- and then sprinkled them with coffee bits and I basically made like a coffee bacon candy and I put that in the Randall like I was like making shit like baking I was do the whole thing to try and make it taste like maple bacon coffee porter and uh and mike put fucking three sticks of beef jerky in a randall and left it overnight <laughs> for the record this is what jeff does with his free time yeah it was i so really do that up, man we have <laughs> the little i get the little free time i get i do it with that fuck so we have a first time ever we're doing an ad read guys can you fucking believe it we're crazy. finally doing oh it, ad read, guys. We did it. I know we made it. Made it to the For top. Boris's yard tire sale. <laughs> Headquartered in Lakeland, Florida. We're going to do used tires Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> with free nails. We're free nails. So anyway, guys, at the bar, supported by Zip Schedules online employee scheduling software. Employee shift scheduling can be time-consuming for any business manager, as Jeff would know. Put aside the spreadsheets and create your next work schedule in minutes. With Zip Schedules, you can automatically communicate schedules to your employees. And Zip Schedules' cool mobile app lets your employees check and update their schedules from anywhere. Zip Schedules makes scheduling uh, effortlessly. Now, here's the important part, guys. For your free trial, visit zipschedules.com slash at the bar. That is zipschedules.com slash at the bar. Or use promo code... 
promo code ATB17 at zipschedules.com when you sign up because you're going to give us the monies if you do. So that is Z-I-P-S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E-S.com slash at the bar or use promo code ATB17. And that's a great way to support the show, guys. So make sure you do it. Tell your friends so we get all the monies and and be millionaires. Yeah, Big something like that. Uh, I'm going to use it to schedule my child's chores. That's not that. Damn, <laughs> you already got a child doing chores? <laughs> give us the monies. <laughs> so that is that. Our first yeah, ever ad read. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Man, exciting. It is exciting, isn't it? I got my, my should have warned me. You should have warned me. I got all sweaty and stuff. I know my my pants are tight. Next week you're doing it, and you're doing the ad <laughs> read, and you're doing it from memory. So you better start studying, Mister. Right. <laughs> so we're about the hour mark. So I I guess we can call it an episode. You guys want to call it an episode? I'm down to call it an episode. I don't. Yeah, wanna, yeah. We we uh. I like you guys. Long. Yeah. We'll make it enjoyable. I mean, I guess I missed you guys, but whatever. I didn't get to talk very. I didn't get to talk <laughs> yeah, last yeah. week. So I for I once, I did most of the talking. <laughs> yeah, Chris, thank you for uh, being on the show this week. Last week, you yeah, were just man. flipping us the bird and sending us notes. So it was cute, though. It was good. This hey, week actually, you want to like? I want to thank Apple. I want to thank Apple for letting me be on the show this week. Apple, Shout if you're listening, Apple. we're doing ads now. I don't know if you notice. <laughs> They're not sponsoring. Us. <laughs> we don't want to talk too much about them. They're not giving us free beer like Do South is. <laughs> all right guys what do you guys have going on this episode will air in like two weeks hopefully two so weeks. Oh, God. what's going what's going on in your lives guys this is this is our wrap-up well i'm going over to tampa this weekend i will not be doing a lot of beer sampling or brewery touring i'm going over for uh fantasy baseball draft weekend so pretty much the most basic white guy thing you could possibly be going to tampa for is what i'm doing and uh i will probably check out at least a few breweries have some good times over there but you um, just said you're not drinking <laughs> i didn't say i'm not drinking i said i'm not we're not brewery touring it's a it's oh, a guy's okay. weekend of golf yeah. and debauchery where we'll probably be at more uh, unsavory places than the wonderful breweries over in Tampa. So um, uh, that's where I'll be next weekend. Uh, I will be, we will not be able to shoot next weekend. So that's why I just want to let you guys know that I will be out of town. At the time of this recording. Getting real fucked up. So that's what I got going on. Cool. Chris, what you got going? Awesome, man. Well, uh, I want to trump your, your nerd level with your fantasy baseball team and tell you I'm going to Pensacola for a magic the gathering. Trading card seminar. Damn, he beat you, <laughs> nerd. I'm, I'm actually I'm winner, actually, winner. No way in hell I'd ever do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm going down to uh, New Smyrna, man. I got a friend of mine getting married, so a uh, couple of days of just hanging out and I don't know, trying to celebrate his either victory or shacklement. I'm not sure. I think it's shacklement. It's up to him. It's okay. <laughs> Depends on the man. All right, guys. It could be. It could <laughs> yeah, be that's, that's true too. No, dude, it's, it's actually going to be a good time, man. He's, he lives up in New York, or not New York, North Carolina now. So, like, having him come down and being able to spend time with people we haven't been able to spend time with is going to be a good time. So You're going to have a good time. It's a cool area. I know. I said good time like seven times right there, so there has to be a good time involved. Somewhere. Just make sure you don't hurt the other eye. Don't tell me what to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm also nerding out. I, uh, I bought Horizon Zero Dawn last week. 
and I bought or two weeks ago, and then I bought Ghost Recon Wildlands, and then Mass Effect Andromeda comes out the two uh, Tuesday two in two days at the time of this recording. So I'm gonna be fat and eat Papa John's pizza and play video games. Paul, may I recommend the buffalo chicken because I recently had that yesterday and it's delicious. Uh, secondly, nerd, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> but seriously, is that why you're growing out that facial hair in a real creepy rapist way? No, see, see this, and you guys can't see it, but I'm going for the Tom Hardy look from Taboo. So uh, uh, mustache disconnected to the chin beard, and also, then he has a little. This, go ahead. This full of pee. <laughs> no, don't be weird. It's a vid- but yeah, so it's I'm a video going, game I'm thing. For, I'm going for the Tom Hardy look. So I'm, I so might this, take it off. I'm not digging it. So wait, so you got it? So you have to disconnect this mustache from your goatee, and then you got the Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got a mustache. I have it. And it's not fully disconnected, but it's, it's, it's trimmed down a lot. And then I got, I got the, the chin hair. But I might, I might. You got to disconnect. Wait, Tom Hardy. It, Tom Hardy from Taboo. <sighs> That's my shit. That's no, my I'm shit. sorry. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Loving Tom Hardy, greatest character of all time, and. Debatable. He, it's just. I think he wrote that to walk around in a top hat with his broad shoulders, not being able to actually move. I think he just kind of mumbles like this, and just kind of you can't really understand him. Right now. How, how, how. He's just, uh, I'm gonna be a total bedish. So it's always... But yeah, I'm going for the Tom Hardy. It, it, yeah. it might not last long, so I, I'm kind of. I don't like my mustache being extra rapey because it doesn't connect in the center. So Stick I, with I it. Like my men. Stick with it, and I'll tell you why. Uh, um, because I once wore a Tony Stark goatee with the flared outsides and the like little starburns. Uh, I once wore the Tony Stark just because. So stick with your Tom Hardy look. Let's see if it looks good. I'm rooting for you. But Thank just you. keep in mind, when you ever feel down about it and you're looking in the mirror and saying that looks stupid, just remember that I was Tony Stark for a good month. <laughs> Noted. Noted. And that's going to wrap up this episode, guys. So thanks again for listening. And until <laughs> next time, we will see you at the bar. <laughs>